0: Hey guys, welcome to the PR podcast, a show designed to keep you up to date with PR ministries. My name is Michelangelo Guido. I'm the son of Michael Rocco and Celeste Allen Guido, the founders of PR, a ministry formed to pursue relationships, cultivate creativity, and encourage reconciliation on earth as it is in heaven. In this episode, we talk about giving. Thanksgiving is only a week or so away, and my parents are about to send out a newsletter asking friends and family to consider year-end giving to PR ministries. So in honor of the season, we decided to talk about how God has blessed our family and the ministry over the years through a community of givers. He provided for my dad's traveling needs, literally put food on the table for our family, and gave us gifts above and beyond we could ever hope for. God also called us to give back into that community, not out of obligation, but out of joy and excitement for seeing God grow the seed of faith. Before this episode, we hadn't put one up for three whole months, It's mostly due to the fact that I'm a new father. Back in August, my wife, Mary Beth, gave birth to a beautiful boy, Avon Wilder, and we're so blessed that the delivery went smoothly and everyone is happy and healthy. For the first half of this conversation, you'll be able to hear Avon squeaking and sighing in the background, trying to chime in on what he's thankful for. It's pretty cute. So again, my parents truly appreciate all of your prayers and support as they minister to others. Without it, they wouldn't be able to book the flights, host the bands and families, and support other ministries that they do on a regular basis. So if you're interested in giving to PR as a part of your year in giving, learning more about the ministry, or want to send them an email of your favorite gift-from-God story, go to www.prministries.com and all the info you need is there. Thanks for listening to the PR podcast and supporting my parents in all they do. May God bless you as you continue to be reconciled to him and those around you. All right. Yeah. Back here with my parents. Got our little baby, Avon, in the corner with my wife, Mary Beth. Hey. Last time we did this, we were a week or so away from mm-hmm. giving birth to when Mary Beth was. <laughs> um, did you get yeah. that pain? Um, I got sympathy weight, for sure. And I, I'm dealing about with pain. it still. About that's, that's my pain right now. <laughs> yeah. Also, Mary Beth has a really firm grip. I, I learned that more when the labor process was going on. But that was the least of uh, the pain Mary Beth was a champion.
1: Yes, she was. And you know, we got
0: a nine-and-a-half-pound baby boy. Who's now 25-and-a-half pounds. <laughs> he's in, the, in the 75th percentile, so he's big. He's 15? He's long and weighs a lot. And he's beautiful. Uh, he was 14 at the last visit.
2: Has he gotten a job he yet?
0: He has not contributed much in that department. <laughs> he just...
2: <laughs> yeah. Is he he's cleaning at night when he's up slacker? all night? He does, no, he doesn't even clean when he's up all night. doesn't huh? get off the
0: couch.
1: He's a rock his, and roller.
0: Just, but, he does have um, a nice
2: scream.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so, let's pray.
2: Uh, one little side note I'd like to say um n b r is... Um, you have very much a radio oh. voice.
0: Oh, thank you, Father. <laughs> do you want to do a radio prayer for us?
2: I like your your Pendleton. Do you like my sweater? <laughs> Sorry. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have such a joy and sense of humor. You love to make us laugh. Lord, we can't imagine what it would be like to sit around a campfire with you, Jesus, telling jokes to your disciples. But we know you did. And we know that you want us to have joy. And you want us to have joy in giving. You want to teach us what it means to sacrifice out of obedience. Not give grudgingly, but give hilariously. And, Lord, we love to laugh, and there's nothing greater than a hilarious laugh, and there's nothing greater than when we give hilariously. And you give back, pressed down, shaken together, pouring over. Lord, would you meet us in this podcast and let your presence be known, that you would anoint this and touch it to hearts that are wondering about the things of how do we give thanks in a true way to you for all you've given to us. Bless this time. Thank you for Michael and Mary Beth and Avon. Yes. Thank you for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, um, I thought of, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while just to catch up with you guys, um, and Thanksgiving's around the corner Mm -hmm. and mom was sending us a early version of the newsletter you guys send out now,
2: um. But you can check on the website, right? No?
0: Well, you can, yeah, you can, um. All the stuff that we put up, you can see online and on PRministries.com com, and you can give there or keep up with um, mom and dad there. But um, yeah, it's the time of the year that's really big for you guys' ministry because um, end of the year giving's big for any nonprofit. Hmm. And um, yeah, when you when you sent that out, I thought started thinking about Thanksgiving coming up and being grateful for my own gifts with my son and um, being able to provide for him and my wife and was starting to think of the things I was thankful for and I thought it'd be a, a fun topic to talk about uh, because no one likes thinking about um, necessarily giving out of their pocket mm-hmm. for you know just as a number but it's fun to hear the stories Mm. in Mm. people's lives of how giving has affected them and um i've definitely as a son of two faithful parents i've been on the receiving end of gifts throughout my whole life um one including my car that i still drive i was driving it today Mm. Mm. uh it was a gift all the way from california and who does that who drives a car across the country and gives it
2: that's a pretty amazing payment.
0: story there in itself. Um, and that's just one one of those stories, but I wanted to see what you guys, you know, hmm. some things the way God's given to you yeah. and how people in and, um, and our lives have, have given to you in the ministry.
2: Well, I'll let mom speak. I just want to say that the one thing that principal early on that I got, even before we got married, because I came out of the world and I realized all the money I spent at a bar, all the money I spent partying. So, you know, in the world I would carry cash. And, you know, part of that Italian nature, I would always carry one to $3,000 cash. Crazy. <laughs> you don't need to put this in the podcast. No, serious. <laughs> so if you guys, pocket.
0: if anyone wants uh, to, to hit an Italian, yeah, you'll have cash <laughs> To home. get a little extra cash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so that's part of what God's dealt with me because I had a very successful business and it was growing. I couldn't give enough. When I got saved I go Because I would buy Rounds of drinks Two, three hundred dollars At a bar um, And so If I would give I'm just saying this For you no, kids awesome. I don't want this On, on the what uh, This is I for explain, you kids explains here. a lot explains a
0: lot Yeah so
2: I would give Like in the world To heathens So when I heard the scripture Don't let your right hand Know what your left hand's doing This part is crucial For the foundation I took that literally I felt like I was never supposed To let anyone know What I gave so I never knew I'd reach into my pocket, grab whatever I felt was the right amount, maybe all of it, a good portion of it. And I would throw it in his cash. And I had to have pastors come to me and say, Guido, um, you probably should take note of this. So it'd be good for you to have a record of what you're giving. I go, but it says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I, I mean, I believe that God knows what I'm giving. So so that was the beginning. Then there's a balance to it. We still give many things that nobody we don't know what we give, but. What we found by our giving in that way, the generosity that comes back from the Lord is pressed down, shaken together, shaken and overflowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I once heard it like if you take a box of cereal and you open it up, a lot of air, right? But if you shake it down and press it and you fill it up, how much more can you get in there? Mm -hmm. God takes the air out when you start giving and he pours in so much more. Go ahead, honey.
1: I just think that we have witnessed the lavishing of God throughout our 32 years of being in ministry being married. I can remember when we first moved to Nashville and we just started the ministry and there was not a lot of giving going on. We didn't even know what was that. that.
2: We weren't even a 501c3 <laughs> yet. Mm-hmm.
1: It was all new for us. But I can remember sending Mike off to a compassion trip with michael w smith and i had forty dollars left in my pocket i gave him our last forty dollars had two little babies in diapers and didn't know where the next dollar was going to come and i woke up that morning to a gallon of milk on the front of our doorstep and a grocery bag of groceries in our back Uh, doorstep and i always thought god you have never left us you've always provided Mm-hmm. that milk, we never knew who gave it, came every Wednesday
2: for we the You for kids called it Jesus milk. Yep, yeah, I remember Jesus milk. Everyone and would diapers excited. would too.
1: <laughs> Let's go see if Jesus left the milk on the front. And it was like Christmas every week. It was, Christmas and week. it was a faith builder for all of us. I think it's just a reminder that God provides our not only our everyday f- meal, mm. but He he provides for more things than we can imagine. So...
2: Yeah, and and a side note, when I left that time, there were people who questioned me leaving by not leaving my wife. She doesn't want to hear this part. but So I was called into a room and they questioned why I left mom without money. And so it was right before we had a Thanksgiving dinner. It was the day we had the single Thanksgiving dinner. And so I literally was surrounded by well-meaning, a huge pastor in town, people that loved me. But again, giving by faith, living by faith, is offensive. The way you kids are living right now, it's going to offend you and it's going to offend religious people. Living by faith is a generosity of God.
0: And, I mean, the I'm reminded of the story where Mary and Martha, like Martha wants to clean the house and get everything ready for Jesus. Mary just wants to be with Jesus. Set at his (laughs) feet. And does an extravagant, I mean... That's like a year's wages of perfume that she mm. used on his feet. Mm. Right. Something like crazy yeah. like that. And uh, yeah, Jesus said, you don't know, right. w- you don't know what what is it is to be with me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can't remember. Do you remember the, exactly this? Well, but it's, basically it's that's a different like the story, of but, giving.
2: But yeah, but the point is Mary, who, who was the Mary, uh, the, was a former harlot. Mm-hmm. And so many speculate that what she poured out was what she used to use as a whore to prepare her bed for illicit sex, mm-hmm. right? So isn't that interesting that the very thing that I used to use for alcohol are the very things that you, you thought no problem was spending. But when it comes to giving for Jesus, she wanted it all. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that when you've had a generous, a genuine encounter with the generosity of God, you will live with open hands. And and I'm telling you, there were times when we gave like that where we were very challenged. I mean, that day that I, that it was questioned, I told those men, but you don't understand that I told them about the milk and the groceries. And by the way, money came. But then I had to walk in this room. And, you know, when you live by faith, there's always a line voice, well-meaning people, but it's spirits because no one with a face is your enemy. And that's one thing that I pray that through this ministry that you guys have seen that we're trying all the time to understand that we're in a warfare and you have to like second Corinthians 10 cast down every imagination that exalts itself about above God, because those are where the battles are in your mind. Yeah. So what, when I came home to that meeting, Celeste, your mom was here and we were, had the tables. We pulled all the furniture out. 75 kids were coming, three turkeys, all this. Stuff, and I'm sitting there going, carving the turkey, like ash and white, like going, I I don't know. And so you get to those places where man's opinion matters. Like, what are you doing? You know, you went to, you know, you did all this on the other. Well, where, and you can't explain it. I mean, you left your business in LA. Mm -hmm. You had, why didn't you keep the business going? Why didn't you start a business here? And again, the business was very successful. I could have started a business, but there is a place where you hear God's voice deep down here that tells you what to do. That's so different than living in a natural. So, you know, I could have gone on and done a business and it could have been the Lord, but. But it wasn't in my estimation. Mm-hmm. So he did live by faith. And while I was carving that turkey, I got a call from a man who ended up being on our board. And he was a part of that church. And he had heard what happened. He says, Michael, I heard what happened to you today. And I didn't even want to take the call. Mom that? held the phone to my a- Alan Weed. He mm-hmm. says, I heard what happened to you today. And it was wrong. You are an example of living by faith. And God's going to honor your faith That's awesome. with his faithfulness. Yeah. And so we went on, and that night at the end of the dinner, someone left an envelope here with $700 cash. Wow.
1: You guys, we would come home, and our Christmas tree would be full of $5 bills. Oh, $5 bills. bills. $5 (laughs) bills all stuck in it, and we'd be like, what happened?
2: That's so cool. One Um, time, you kids were counting pennies. Do you remember that story, Mm. Michael? Tell that story. You were going on vacation, and...
0: Well, um... I think you would used to give us uh, change that right. we could count, and we thought it was fun and count. And then Aunt Amanda walked in. Um, asked what you were doing. Amanda McKeon and uh, yeah, asked so what we were doing, and we were we were counting. Um, I don't know if we were looking to see if we could buy something.
2: Like, no, it was for vacation. We were going on oh, vacation, okay. and then so we that had was all like each. our yeah.
0: vacation money. And she came
2: back with really, really was with
0: huge. Um, Containers for change and just all the change she could find, mm. um, and
1: made you walk the dogs for it. Remember, and then yeah. somebody got drugged by
0: <laughs> Jordan by,
1: by one of the wine reiners. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's just been so many families throughout <laughs> the years that have been so generous to us, and um, I was thinking also about a really big recent gift to us was the being able to keep this house because mm. that was, I mean growing up in a family that is provided solely by, you know, uh, donations and gifts, um, and ties. Uh, it was amazing that we never really felt the pressure of finances. We always felt like we were ex- expectant. there was not the pressure of how is it going to work. We, I think you guys took that burden, but, um, we, we always tried expecting the Lord. But. Yeah, we were always expecting we always that God work. was going to do something and then this was one of the first times as an adult and maybe just in general ever I felt like God you've really got to do something cuz mom was like this is a really big burden and I need you guys to pray because they're threatening to kick you out.
2: Do you remember when I shared it with because you? Because of this crazy it was at mom. Thanksgiving. Was yeah. it really? Yep. And we told when all the McKenny's were here. Actually the
1: McKean family
2: we had a taco night.
1: We had a night of mm. a dinner. And first Amanda said, okay, I want every one of my kids to pray for this house.
2: Mm. Well, they asked prayer yeah, requests yeah. first. No, what she, are you thankful for and what's yeah, your prayer She request? requested
1: mm-hmm. them all to pray for us and oh, this and house. Oh, and Leo and Judo
2: and all the kids. And
1: they all prayed for us to keep this house. And it was within a month, it's right before the end of the year, we got word that we were able to get out of that loan and into a... A normal, decent loan. Yeah. And the house was saved. So we got to tell the kids in one month. That's
2: so cool. And we're still believing. The,
0: the month of Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. And, and I don't know how long. It wasn't like, it was maybe three to five years ago. And we're still praying and believing that we'll be able to pay this home off. We pray. This is what, what one of the verses that God showed me lately is that those in your household will be saved. That those of your household be saved. And another promise is that you will leave a blessing to your children's children. And so that's one of the things we're praying, like grandma did, Nana, and like my mom and dad did. And so I and this is one of my reasonings. Lord, it doesn't look good to you if if I had a business and it was successful and I leave a blessing, how much more giving over everything to you, will you not bless it? I believe you will. So that's one of the things we're praying for now, and you can join for that, because I really believe that God wants to expand this ministry. You know, today we were, uh, I was at the GMA board meeting, and, you know, just as a as a pastor, just saying, guys, where God's presence is is where every blessing flows. May we not serve industry, but may we want his presence, because in his presence is the fullness of joy and every provision we need. And the days we're living in, with all the recent events, show that there's a real need and we have the remedy. We have the answer to the evil that's in this world. And we have the destination that everyone needs to know about. It's not here, as we learned through the passing of Josiah, our grandson, that this is not our home. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the old saying is, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. What I say about this generation, everybody's so earthly minded, they're no heavenly good. And so when you've when you got a balance of being social justice, earthly-minded, with a heavenly perspective, there's a way that transacts in business that shows a generosity to mankind that God rewards, I mean, in multiple ways, mm. back to you. Because what God wants us to have is a way to expand His kingdom. Mm. And it takes money. And I think
0: uh, you guys have just always been an example of... Um, receiving a gift isn't, um, the end of the story. It's also God is encouraging you to give gifts. Mm. And, um, like you said, you guys don't go around saying how much you give, but I think the one way that I see, and I've encouraged you guys a lot to look into is, um, is your, this house, which God has given to you. It's obvious that he took you out of this insane Um, loan in order to uh, hold on to this home that throughout this I mean since we've been here it's been a home of giving Mm -hmm. anyone that comes in here does not feel like they're taking they're receiving Mm -hmm. you know and it's just the time of the timing of this that like me without you they this is a haven for them Mm -hmm. when they're on the road and they come in this Friday and are like, so when do we get to come over? And they and- go right
2: to the dryer and washer, start <laughs> doing laundry, and a meal's waiting. Because we did dedicate this home to that.
0: Yeah. but And, and that's, that's only been in the past 10 years, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, like we've talked about before, like you hosting Thanksgivings here, having like uh, Valentine's. Did Mm -hmm. you do that for singles? Mm -hmm. Um, Just the countless ways that this has been your way of giving back because you knew that this was a gift to begin with, that God gave you this place in Franklin.
1: I think if we can hold things lightly, when God entrusts you with gifts, even our children, we hold lightly and just with open palms up that he can trust us with much Mm-hmm. and when we had this house we realized that it wasn't our house this was god's house and we were going to just open it up we've had weddings in our backyard we've had receptions in our yard we've had uh fourth of july festivities hundreds of people fourth of july. Yeah.
2: we had we had a we had a wedding in our old home in cabina when you were little yeah, yeah.
1: and I, I do think that um god trusts a a person that gives back or holds loosely what has been given to you, Mm -hmm. you know, and so we don't take it lightly. We know it's a gift.
0: And, I mean, I just love the family history of um, just what made you guys into the people you are and the ministry that you have. But I was just thinking about, I mean, you, Dad, learned how to be giving and generous because I remember you said that your dad would bring home people, for dinner. And yeah. You, I mean, they'd be homeless people. They'd be... Oh, yeah. I mean, and then I'm thinking about you, Mom, and how your mom was social worker and <laughs> how she cared for everyone
1: mm-hmm. that came in
0: there, even if, you know, she mm-hmm. had to talk one guy down because he was trying to...
1: Shoot somebody. Yeah. He mm-hmm. brought a gun
0: in. Um, but, I mean, I guess, t- I mean, if you guys want to get into that some about how you feel like God...
2: I think one thing. Prepared you for a life of
0: receiving and also giving
2: in ministry. Well, I I was thinking about both our parents, and they didn't know the Lord. So I think what the Holy Spirit does is, you know, we don't know the history of generational blessing. Mm. We don't know who, you know, I used to think I was a first generation believer. Then the Lord takes me to Israel, which is amazing. You that. And I go down in Bethlehem and we're praying and I hear the people praying and they were singing Silent Night in Italian. And the Holy Spirit hit me that, how arrogant to think you're the first one. Generations back prayed for you, that you would, the family would never leave the Lord. Same with her mm. mom. I think about her, Tia Delia, and Grandma Nelly, and 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 all the people. I think about people in my family that knew the Holy Spirit that I've never met. So right now there are people in in people that are listening, their families. They think they're not saved, but they don't know someone that's praying. And and so for us, when we got saved, it was a response to a prayer centuries ago, maybe, to give back. What God had given, though my parents had the attributes of generosity and kindness, open house, they didn't know the gifts are irrevocable. So, you know, you can't deny that it's the Holy Spirit. My dad yeah. always had a generous heart and always had a merciful heart. I mean, he would have people in our house, he would, you know, uh, though he struggled with alcoholism and, and all those things. So, so at the end of his life, what we got to give back to her mom, to my mom and dad was Jesus. And it all made sense. Oh, I get it. You know, yeah. so you start understanding where that comes from. But it's when it's the, when it's pure in Jesus, the giving never has strings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really never does, and that's what we try to instill to you guys. And and we always pray. You know, like this Sunday. Why don't you share about Sunday about what we were talking about on the way to church about giving? You don't remember.
1: I'm not sure which way you're going well, with Well, you,
2: you had two things we were supposed to give to. We hadn't discussed it. And you said, and we both came to it. It was more than we both thought we should give. But we felt like the Lord gave us that number. That's I always how I just give it.
1: I just don't ever think you can outgive God. No. And I think the best part about that is that it's like that verse that says, Test me and see. Test me Malachi, and see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My ways. Um, you know, when we had nothing, we tithed. And I think the hard part for ministry is a lot of tithing has such a bad connotation in it. And they really are people who believe that, Oh, it's just, you know, who, who's going to tell me how to give or how much to give or what to give. I feel like you miss out on the mystery of watching God do a miracle Mm. times that we've given when we had nothing to give. And we just thought, you know what? We really feel called to give it all. And it may have been someone sitting in our pew or whatever. Um, God has never been more faithful to know your heart and to watch that that tug of war about giving. And in ministry, I feel like it has a bad connotation. And so it's kind of hard for us, actually, to be honest. It's hard for us to send out a newsletter and say, hey, think of yeah. us on the year end. Because we've never given like that. We feel like we give, try to give hilarious, purposes. hilariously and not without a grudge and not without like, ugh. I'll do and this we hate now to and beg or, and but like, I think that the beauty manipulate. of our ministry has been look at what God has done. Look at how far we've come. Look at where we are today. Yeah, we're not 100% there. We, it would be awesome to end this year in in a real positive note, but we have seen the faithfulness of God and I would just rather not live to be honest than to trust in man over God. Mm-hmm. God has never let us down. And and the area of tithing and giving, and especially in ministry, we are far from the people that try to bug people into giving. We're actually opposed to that. So it's really hard for us to send out information about giving, but again, it's our way of saying, "Hey, watch and see, test and see the Lord." Yeah, you if work? you
2: believe in what God's doing in the ministry with the arts, if you believe in these artists we've worked with over the years, whether it be Smitty or Toby or Pod or Paul Junior or Dave Mustaine or all the different people over all the years, I can't even. I, I you asked me once how many people, how many artists, I don't have any idea. I mean, worked with so many artists over all the years. Well, I don't even think it's the artists only. Yeah, I don't what? think it's only the artists.
1: I think it's,
2: it's- yeah, or, or people in business or people I meet on the street. But here's the one thing that's important is that when you give, when God gave to you, he didn't give you 10%. Thank God Jesus didn't give 10%. What would it be? A hand, a finger? He gave it all. Mm -hmm. And so what he says to you, everything you're giving back, I gave you. So I think there's a freedom that comes where, okay, if you don't know where to start, start here. What would you get paid this week? Give 10% of that. Tr- test me in that. Okay, your t- your waiter looks like they're struggling. Tip them a little more. A heave offering. You see someone, okay, just heave blessing on them. Do you remember what we would do on vacation? Do you remember yeah. what we go on vacation? Yeah, and sure we, would,
0: we would pick out, you know, who gets to get our... You know, it, was, it was an offering. Mm-hmm. It was above and beyond the tithe. And it was... It was basically you guys teaching us how to give hmm. out of, not out of a weekly obligation, but out of like God has told me to give to this person. And It wasn't as easy as it just came to us. We had to ask, hmm. and we would pray throughout the vacation. Who do we give to? And it could be a waiter, it could be like our the taxi lady at driver, the car rental. Mm-hmm. yeah, could be anyone. And that's that's the thing about giving God's it doesn't matter who you are he's gonna give he gave his life for you and he will continually give to those you seek him and ask um and I just think uh yeah the principle of giving in the bible is so different than what many people perceive in their mind as like an obligation like
2: that's a what lot makes of, it, a lot of things is it so it's so uncomfortable
0: a lot of the bible is based out of a farmer's perspective yeah. or i mean that's their livelihood so that's right. also their business perspective mm. if you take all that god's given you and you don't put 10% back or you don't give back to the land then what are you going to have next year that's right so um, it's just a it's a godly principle to have the future in mind when you're you're giving and taking because right if you ask any businessman if they make investments, if it's a good investment, they're not gonna take everything out and liquefy it. Right. They're gonna keep part of it in there because it's gonna continually grow. And I think um, those who support your ministry they see they see the what God's done over the years mm. and they see it's not diminishing, it's growing. Yeah. And that the it's just it's credible because not because of the people who you touch, but the fact that God is continually blessing right. it. Right. And giving more, um, because God believes in it okay. and, and he's giving it to to family friends. And, and, it's and it's
2: interesting because the people we live, we work with, we don't ask them for anything. So the, and the worship leaders are Levitical priests, right? And you study the Levitical the tri- tribe of Levi had no inheritance. So they had to live solely by faith and trust. So when we go on a bus or we go on a tour or we have people here, you know, when Me Without You comes, there's no, like, expectancy they'll pay or leave. There's no don't, invoice. You know, we don't. We <laughs> yeah. never ask. Well, we have meals ready. We do whatever. But there's a joy in serving that comes because they're so genuinely know it's the spirit. They sense the Holy Spirit in it. They sense the joy of the Lord in doing it. Mm-hmm. And mom, one time I'll never forget, they are playing with Dr. Dog at the Ryman. She drops me off and goes, you're not coming in? She goes, no, i got to get home and get the food ready for 2 a.m. <laughs> when they come for after show food. And she had three huge trays of manicot, you know, manicotti and yeah. food. And the next morning we went to bed at 2.30 and we lay there we go... We live a crazy life. We <laughs> wake up at six a.m. to prepare breakfast, and it's crazy because that
0: is the natural progression I see in the ministry. Where going on the road, you still do occasionally, but when I see you in the element, like pre-show, post-show, with these guys ministering, um, investing in them, and now their families because they're they're all married now. I mean, th- I mean, this is the me with you is kind of like. Uh, Very unique. Uh, They're just an example of one in like a thousand, Hmm. but it's, it's not about the guys. It's about their family and now their children. And it becomes a generational thing where you're not, you're not investing in merely
2: music, um, musical influence. It's, like these guys' yeah, family really, lives. Yeah. Well it's like Paul yeah. and Rachel, you know, we officiated their wedding. Mom had a huge role. And now that because the kids our kids are grown, you guys are all grown, there's a chance for us to go together. Paul says all the time, he says, You bring it Celeste, right? <laughs> 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 he wants balance. And you know, now they have a son, Hudson. So now we go on to see the next generation. But in that, it's always the challenge of hearing the Lord, not only to how to minister, but to trust that, you know, we're not doing it expecting. And sometimes we work with honors five, seven years, never receive anything from them. And that's okay. We pray the Lord would put it on people's heart that they would purpose in their heart to give. And that's what we were trying to say through the recent newsletter is, you know, because we were recently at a dinner and they were toasting a a celebrity. And what I heard in it was so funny because there were a bunch of wealthy people like, we're just looking where to give. And I'm sitting there going, I'm not going to say nothing. And a dear friend said, "We'll give to PR Ministries. But they were talking about giving to his vision, and he's wealthy himself. And I sat there and I go, you know what? The bottom line is only the Lord can reveal to someone where to give. Yeah. And that's what's hard because being a businessman, and, and that's where it's hard for me. Sometimes I don't do a, jo- a fair job on that. And that's where you need people around you to help raise up awareness to the needs of the ministry, but that's why we have a board, and we have a board of operatives to try and put on fundraise We haven't done one in a while, so this year's, you know, especially with what we went through in our family, there, it, it, we've all been kind of in a real stuck place where, where we have joy and grief, and now we're headed into more joy in a new season of Thanksgiving. We're very thankful, and in the spring, one of the things the Lord's put on our heart, we want to have a time of worship in our home. We want to invite people to come with a heart of praise. That's so you can pray about them, Michael. Yeah. We really would like to do that with different artists. But uh, there's one other thing I'd like to say about giving out of your lack. When, when you look at giving, as mom said about giving, there was a time where she was sick. I went by myself to church. And I'll never forget, we had lost my mom. My dad, first our dog died, bummer. Then my dad, then my mom. Then we had eight deaths in our family. I felt so crushed. And, you know, some people who may be listening to this, I don't know how many people listen to this or not. It doesn't matter. But maybe there's one person listening that's been through an extended season of grief where you go, where is God? God is in the midst of suffering. He's coming with light and hope. No one suffered more than Jesus. No one gave more than Jesus. No one brought more hope than Jesus. In the midst of that season, she sent me to church. I'll never forget. I'm sitting in the back. All I had in my pockets was change. I'll never forget that name. And the Lord said, give everything. And I'll never forget how much I felt like it was the Lord that was right in front of me saying, Michael, you watch. And he blessed it. I mean, I can't even imagine to try and think of what that would offend someone's mind, you know. But, but it was the heart that God got in me to think, okay, God, you've, you've carried us this long. But there was grief upon grief upon grief. And he goes, listen, I promise you I'm in this. And then he showed me the, the parable that Jesus talked about, the, the, the story of the widow. All the people were giving, they're pouring big amounts of money into a copper urn that made lots of noise. And all the big, they made a big procession and people go, and they could be seen giving. One little widow snuck up and dropped her her widow's mites in. She goes, wait, wait, wait. See that? That woman gave more than everyone here. Mm -hmm. Because she gave out of what, Michael? She gave out of her lack. Everything she had. When we give God our second best, that's not a sacrifice. When you give everything, and whatever that is every day, you're giving your best to the Lord on your job, you're giving I don't the think best it's about your best to Lord when you money give on money, on finance, everything of life. It's,
1: it's time, it's right? energy. energy. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's motherhood, it's parenting. It's like whatever you're giving, and you do hold it before the Lord and Unto say, This is all I have. I think that's what He honors. And right. He's like, Oh, I see that faithful servant. I see that faithful daughter or that faithful son. And I so, think
0: I think we all experience that need of I can't do this by myself and God, I know you're there. Send someone who I, who can give to me, send me a community that I can give and be a part of and you know, starting our family. I I am I've never been more aware of um that feeling of being able to give for something that I believe it's my family and it's not just me giving I'm receiving from you guys from mm. my family and from my best family and mm. uh yeah until you have that exchange
1: yeah
0: and it's real like day to day yeah like, the day we had Avid, my Uncle Bob gave us enough money to pay rent for oh, when I was gone.
1: That's awesome.
0: And that was just an anniversary gift. Thankfully, the due date was right at our anniversary. <laughs> uh, so it went directly to that. But, But God knew before he gave. Yeah. So giving becomes real when you become... The recipient to something oh, yeah. far above you can imagine. So, that's so good. I wouldn't plan on crying, but <laughs> um,
1: you're a Guido, it's okay.
0: But I've seen that in your guys' life where you have these stories of like God has told you to give. God hasn't told you to receive, He's gonna take care of that. Like that you're that's not a work to yeah. receive. He's gonna bring that about. The command is to give and Mm. to give abundantly, be joyful about it. And I think you guys live that out. Mm. And so I don't think there's any shame in saying Mm. partner with us, Yeah, be a part of our community where we can give and receive. Anyways, um, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to provoke anyone with emotion no but i am trying to encourage people to first be able to receive because that's hard Mm. if you're prideful and you feel like you have to earn it wow we didn't earn salvation um we freely receive it so that's the first step is being able to receive but then also being able to give
1: yeah
0: is a big step too so that's awesome. I've learned that from you guys. And I, you know, I'm continually learning how to receive
2: and also mm-hmm. to give. Well, you think about, okay, you got the widow on one hand, right? And then you got the rich young ruler. Now you think he, he didn't know how to receive. People think he didn't know how to give. He received everything, but he received it thinking it was his. And when Jesus challenged him, he said, don't you know where that came from? mm." He said he knew what was keeping him from having a deeper intimacy with God. And it was his possessions. He said, okay, I'll tell you what to do. You've kept the law. You've done all this. You know, what's keeping you back. Give everything you have and come follow me. He didn't say give everything you have to my ministry. He says, give it to the poor. Come and follow me. Mm -hmm. Give it all away. Come and follow me. And I told a wealthy man once, I said, do you know what Jesus was offering him? A greater inheritance in heaven than the widow but the widow outdid him because by Jesus nature, he can't contradict himself as you give. So you will receive mm. that means what he would have received back. If he would have done as Jesus challenged him to give all, what would have been the story in heaven yet today? The biggest story in heaven of giving will be the widow. And
0: I mean, and to get to the point of your ministry, he was saying, give, everything away and follow me like literally be my disciple come closer and it grieved him because he didn't know that he was he was in the presence of the messiah he could have been Mm. in a relationship yeah one-on-one with jesus and now in hindsight now i would be like oh duh i would want to know jesus (laughs) but then you put yourself in your that those shoes and you're like give everything i've worked for to be to follow this guy um What's like it, that it, story? It, he was he's calling people to relationship, which is what your ministry's about. Right. It's not about all about um, a deeper It's not about the making a great investment in a monetary return. Mm-hmm. It's in a return in uh life and more abundantly in Jesus And
1: as you as parents, new parents, you know, you know Avon doesn't know that sleep is good in the middle of the night. <laughs> But does it change your love for him? No. You give him all the attention he needs. You give him the milk he needs. You give him the love he needs. And you have no sleep. So it's almost like a joy, in a sense, to give it all away. It's so... It's just... It's almost... No, you can't replace that. And I think, how much more does our Heavenly Father want to give us? You know, we limit him by our mind and by thinking, well I gotta pay these bills before I give tithe and you know in honesty we've never always, done that. We've always, we've always, give always given tithe first,
2: first and then pay and the And
1: then bill. we paid the bills. And if God provides and there's extra, then who else can we give, Lord? Where else can we bless somebody? And it's been almost like a sweet little game with the Lord. Like who is it? God, tell me, just show me, just highlight who it is. And I, I feel like he he shows up when we challenge him, and that show me who it is. So, I mean, just like Avon, trust that he's going to get his next feeding, and you're going to love him even if he doesn't sleep all night.
2: And, and when so he he was we. two years old, when two years old, or three years old, a little more understanding. Wouldn't it grieve your heart if he was outside sitting on the porch? What are you doing, Avon? Well, I don't, I don't know. If, are you going to feed me again? <laughs> Where'd you sleep last night? Oh, in the bushes. Why? I mean, that's how we live with God. We live in a sense of an orphan mentality. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest, saddest comments about understanding Father God as a loving father. That we're no longer, Jesus said it, you're no longer servants. I call you my friends. I, I hear Christians that want to be slaves. And Jesus says, come, come with me. You're my friends. And you'll serve out of friendship, right? If one of your friends comes to help you move, they don't. They're serving, but they're serving out of friendship. When, we, when you come over to here, to, to our home, if you help out, you're serving out of sonship, right? If you help me put up the lights, you're not serving. You're serving, but you're serving as a son, Well, because right? you
1: can't mm-hmm. get on a ladder anymore. Let's just put that on the <laughs> I'm website. I'm
2: really bummed about that, by the way. No. Yeah. It's, but it's it's the bottom the line is Latter-day. you can love. You can give without loving. Think of in marriage. Think of in relationship. Think of in romance. You can give without loving. Some people do that they give gifts that they don't know how to love, but you can't love without giving if you're really in love with christ
1: that's a bumper sticker mm.
2: you can't you can't help but give time money energy resources, whatever it takes yeah. And so we've we've labored for thirty three years in this ministry and, and mom got that newsletter, the Lord gave it to her, and we kind of worked on it, tweaked it, and it's really interesting. You put it before you kids, our board and, and and a friend, and the things that came back were exactly what the Holy Spirit had kinda of put on our hearts, how to expand the ministry. You know, about I mean, how to share more intimately about you know, having a table full of artists at our for kitchen breakfast, or, you know, telling the stories a couple there's a lot of stories and we'd love to tell more of the stories. And we appreciate you doing this, Michael, because we want people to know, and we'd be happy if anyone wants to email or with anything they'd like to hear about the stories of how God's been faithful. But well, for we're someone gonna, right now, we're going to write a
1: book. Yeah. It's going to be all, gonna, all the we, stories. We, well,
2: actually, even last night they were, we're talking gonna, about We're
1: going to write a book. It's going to be all the stories of yay God stories. And you can buy it on Amazon in about a year.
0: <laughs> well, I think that'd be a great idea. Anyone that listens, um, And we're very in the early stages of this, but if any one of your friends listens to send you guys um a story of what they're thankful this for this year or how they're thankful for PR. Yeah. And you know, just opening that line of communication for our community to encourage each other. Um and And maybe one
2: time we could do a a live one where questions could come in and the Lord (laughs) opens the door. Because I think it's important to hear what people are thinking yeah. about. I don't know.
0: Again. Well, I think I think I would like to start having anyone of your um, board members or artists that you work with, friends, families that you want on. We will start doing that too. But um, yeah, I think 2017 um, has been a great year. We're looking forward to 2018 and all the gifts and surprises that are in that year. Uh, I'm really looking forward to spending Thanksgiving as family. Last year, before. you guys were in New York, right? With Danielle, um, and so we. No,
2: no. We last year we were all at Gabby's. Remember uh, last oh. year when we Jordan? So that was the year Sia. before that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Last year was a numb year. <laughs> this so... year's going to be fun. Oh, oh, my glasses. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah, so just looking forward to spending time thank with everyone. Thank you, Michael, for doing this. Yeah, thank um, you. Any prayer requests going forward?
2: Yeah, that we wouldn't put our trust in anything other than how we've lived for 32 years. You know, just as you saw a miracle gift. And, you know, we, we were off the road and, and kind of just stationary and, and God's provided. But we do really believe that there's an expanding of the ministry with younger artists. We, we can't mention some of the people that God's coming up because we don't have a relationship complete with them yet. And everybody I've mentioned have all said you can share our names. But there are people, young artists, that we're believing for. We'd appreciate prayers for those uh, doors to open with those young artists that their hearts would want more of mm-hmm. the kingdom. Also, uh, for the idea of us speaking at churches to encourage the body of Christ by these stories of what does what ministry look like when you're engaging with leaders yeah. who affect the culture and also obviously for the provision for your end. Yeah. For our marriage number one.
0: <laughs> and uh I mean so events that we've got going on, Me Without You, our friends are coming in town Friday. That's exciting. Um, I guess then Thanksgiving is coming up, which is holidays me are a here. good time. Um, anything anything. I think the new the new the year
1: um, our prayer request would be that God would just open up the doors of heaven and just show us. We are believing for big things, and you know the sky's the limit when you trust God. I think God's going to put my hubby on some big tours and some big names that God's just really put on my heart to pray for. So, you know, whatever He wants to do, we're we're willing. Um, but I think. I just don't want to limit God in 2018. I want it to be not only mind-blowing to ourselves, but just like to just show how God is so big and so real and so, you know, immense.
2: So faithful because mom said, you know, years ago she used to say, you know, she gets these verses and I have verses that I like, but she she used to say this one verse all the time and, it's, it's just neat. And one of the things that's great with you and Mary Beth that you, for those of you listening, you have a mate or you're praying for a mate. One of the great things, it's the other side of you that hears things from the Lord that helps you, you know, fine tune. She used to say the latter is greater than the former. I love that. And I'm going, hmm, well, that's what we feel right now more than yeah, ever. I, I finally think... have captured that right. in my spirit because listen, at the end of a day, the latter ultimately is heaven. The, the former is earth mm-hmm. and we're learning to trust more about the heavenly realm. And that's what you learn yeah. is that this is not our home, but we've got to be affecting people to prepare them for living in a way that we live with our hands open, expecting in God, but we're not grasping and yeah. holding onto this world. Like we're going to take anything with us. We want to yeah. make sure. And with that blessing that's coming, we're praying. We want our dream is to be hilarious givers into the lives of people and the ministries would be sustainable and go forward. And and there's a lot of young men and women, couples that we want to bring on board to help build this ministry to go out with tours. And um, And
1: I I do think that we want to finish well. So we're we're in our second half of our life. We've lived 32 years. If we live another 32, that would be miraculous. (laughs) But in the second half, I just feel like There's not going to be a lot of striving. It's just going to be really thriving in him, Mm -hmm. and and that's when I feel like we can honestly just really finish well, and that's what we want to do.
0: Yeah, I'm believing for big things for for your ministry and our family as a whole and Mm -hmm. our little new family. And uh excited for what's to come. And thank you guys for.
2: Well, Michael, us the thank time. you for having us and taking the time. And I say for Michael and Mary Beth, that when next time we meet, there'll be more good news of what God's doing with your family to prove God's faithfulness. So, with that being said, entering Thanksgiving, Michael, would you say a prayer?
0: Yeah, let's. We never it with a prayer. But let's do it. What's that? I beg you. Oh. Dinner is about to be served. Jesus, thank you for uh, my parents and uh, how they've shown your love to me and to all the people um, in this community, around them, and uh, around the world. Thank you for uh, this night um, that you've given us together here and continue to uh, blaze a path of thanksgiving and joy um, before us, before our friends before our families um, so that we can walk in the full, um, complete will that you have for us. Mm. And uh, we receive all the blessings of yes. that thank in, you in advance. advance. And
2: yes. uh, thank you in advance. Thank you. Great year. Amen. Amen.